0: Hello and welcome to the CSF author interview podcast. I'm Professor Peter Nash from the Griffith University in Brisbane and Queensland. And we're very fortunate today in the middle of this corona crisis to be joined by Professor Georg Schett from the University of Erlangen-Nuremberg. Welcome, Georg, and thank you very much for giving up your time in the middle of all this chaos.
1: Hi, Peter. It's very nice to hear you, and I'm happy to hear you that, and that you are doing well uh, in this Celtic time. So I look forward to, I hope I can answer all your questions you, you prepared
0: for me. Okay, so today we'll be reviewing uh, really the effects of jack inhibitors on bone homeostasis. Uh, in particular, we're referring to a very interesting but quite complicated article of, uh, that was published in Science Translational Medicine very recently. Uh, first author is Susan Adam from Gilg's group. Jack inhibition increases bone mass in steady state conditions and ameliorates pathological bone loss by stimulating osteoblast function. And that's really very novel for us. We're used to lots of our therapies inhibiting osteoclast function, but to actually be a stimulator of osteoblast function is really very novel. So we look forward to hearing your thoughts on that. So can you give us a bit of an idea about how you put the study together and why you did this particular study?
1: Yeah, so um, actually, I think what we all know that jack um, um, activation is important for uh, mediating cytokine effects on uh, immune cells, um, and uh, that is actually the reason why check inhibitors are used in the clinics to treat inflammatory diseases uh, very efficiently. Uh, but uh, we felt that there are probably also some um, mechanisms which checks are doing in, in cells other than the immune system, and we were particularly interested in how JAKs are regulating bone homeostasis. So that was um, the, the situation we felt that that JAKs could have a different role than uh, inflammatory cytokine in bone homeostasis. And um, as you know very well, this is very important for understanding uh, rheumatic diseases.
0: And uh, tell us a little bit about the two models you used, the RAP model, uh, the overectomized model and the, uh, and the arthritis models that you use, because most of the audience won't be familiar with them.
1: So I, uh, the, the work is actually structured in a in, a, in, a, in a in vitro work, basically, where we looked um, um, on the effects of cells, uh, of check inhibition on cells, differentiating into bone-forming cells. The second part was a modelling of, uh, of bone loss. Um, one is uh, bone loss related to loss of estrogens, which mimics uh, postmenopausal bone loss in humans, and the other one was an inflammatory model, inflammatory bone loss in an arthritis model. And the third part of the work was uh, a small human study where we looked at whether uh, jack inhibition can lead to new bone formation in arthritis. So, referring to your questions, the two models are basically are classical models to study bone loss. One is that is when you take out the ovaries, uh, you lose estrogens and you lose bone. Like in humans, when you lose the function of uh, the ovaries, you lose bone, as known as postmenopausal bone loss, which is probably the most frequent form of bone loss in humans, uh, which is not inflammatory per se, but we know that um, this is a mixture of uh, increased osteoclast and um, and impairment of osteoblast function. So uh, when you treat, actually, um, postmenopausal bone, lo- post- bone loss with, uh, with uh, jack inhibitors, you can mitigate this bone loss. So it's obviously the, the effect of jack inhibitors not only confined to inflammatory um, uh, bone loss, but also to bone loss related to... Uh, endocrine problems, if you want. And the second part is actually the arthritis model. In an arthritis model, a uh, jack inhibition, inhibition does uh, the usual um, stuff like in humans. It inhibits arthritis. But on the other hand, it also inhibits bone loss very effectively, which is um, typically seen also in human disease based on the phase three trials with jack inhibitors.
0: Okay, so you, you looked at tobacitinib, you looked at baricitinib, is the 50 milligrams a kilo TOFA and the 10 milligrams a kilo Barry the kind of doses you'd ever see in a human dose with the jack doses we use, or were they sort of supra-physiological doses?
1: No, these are the doses which um, would reflect human doses. Um, so they, uh, they, these were the doses which were used in the preclinical models. So... Uh, um, uh, testing of tofa and BARI before they went into clinics. So these are the the, the 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 doses which would be equivalent to the doses in humans. Yeah, and were, um,
0: yeah. And were able to pick any differences between the two jacks, or was it uh, either jack really throughout the three big studies performed the same way?
1: I would think they perform more or less the same, where tiny differences, but um, in fact. We saw the, um, the effects with both inhibitors. I wouldn't think that there's too much difference between uh, TOFA and Bari. Bottom line, what both inhibitors did is um, they fostered um, osteoblast function, which is uh, related to bone formation. And as you mentioned in the introduction, we are usually used that uh, interventions, um, immune interventions affect bone resorbing cells, which are the osteoclasts. And the osteoclasts are not so much affected, actually, by, by these inhibitors directly, but indirectly they are affected through the osteoblast. So what we found is that the main function of, um, of jack inhibitors, both of TOFA and BARI, is mani- manipulating osteoblast function, meaning that they stimulate that uh, mesenchymal cells are differentiating osteoblasts, which improves bone formation.
0: And you even had histomorphometry to uh, look at bone sections And tell us a little bit about the histology.
1: Well, histology um, can can differentiate whether a drug affects primarily bone-resorbing osteoclasts or bone-forming osteoblasts. So there are two ways to improve bone mass. You could inhibit osteoclasts, obviously, so inhibit resorption or you stimulate osteoblast, which improves formation. Uh, that's a principle which is also very known in osteoporosis research, osteoporosis clinics. And um, with the histology, you can basically uh, differentiate whether a, a drug primarily affects osteoblast or osteoclasts. And what jack inhibition is doing, uh, it is improving bone formation why it does not actually um, um, uh, change very much osteoclasts. Uh, so the, the primarily mode of action why jack inhibitors are protective for bone, based on the histological examination, is uh, an improvement of osteoblast function, leading to more bone formation.
0: So for that was very interesting because I always assumed that. IL-6 the cytokine is quite a potent inhibitor of the RANK ligand OPG pathway even if it downregulates everything with the jacks but you didn't see that in these studies
1: No not too much actually what what um, what we think is that uh, in a um, in in the case of an activated jack pathway yeah in mesenchymal cells you basically uh, allow, you inhibit uh, the differentiation into osteoblasts, yeah? So basically you suppress um, um, bone formation. And that is actually, <coughs> that's actually frequently seen also in inflammatory diseases, that you have a low bone formation. So it's suppression of bone formation. And we think that jack, jacks, jack activation is mediating suppression of, of bone formation. And if you basically um, unleash this break by inhibiting JAK, you, you, you basically allow more bone formation. So the, this happens primarily in osteoblasts in mesenchymal cells. And it cues mesenchymal cells to a, an osteoblast phenotype, primarily, for instance, by uh, increasing the expression of uh, key osteoblast genes, which are, uh, for instance, V and T proteins, which are activated. So basically, you allow the commitment of a, of a resident mesenchymal cells to move into uh, the osteoblast lineage. And that's what that uh, inhibition is doing.
0: We spoke to Dr. Ursellini last month, and he'd done some work on the JAK-STAT pathway, in particular STAT3, and was showing a lot of effects on that WINT pathway in particular, a reduction on the break of osteoblast function, DKK1. Did you look at any of those kinds of things?
1: Yeah, we looked. We make actually a, um, a sequencing of osteoblast, which allows to check the expression of um, all the genes which are, which are, which are activated or downregulated in, in osteoblast. And bottom line, what you see is when you inhibit checks, then and what is linked to more osteoblast uh, differentiation, you have more v and T proteins, which are the antagonists of DKK, so they foster osteoblast uh, differentiation, while other pro- uh, like, like other messenger RNAs and therefore also proteins like DKK are downregulated. So basically, you skew um, the phenotype into a um, into an osteoblast phenotype, as said.
0: Excellent and. Can you tell us a little bit about the erosions story and what effect um, this osteoblast formation um, would have on erosions and even erosion healing and and the micro CT work that you did in this study?
1: Yeah, we did a a very limited uh, micro CT work, human micro CT work in this study, which we now expand. Um, and also want to confirm, which, we, which looks very very good and very uh, very positive. Uh, so what we did in this study, we um, we looked at very carefully at erosions in patients with rheumatoid arthritis by a, a high resolution CT scanner, and basically reflecting uh, the basically visualizing bone erosion at the um, at the hand at the, at the hand joints um with a with a where you basically see the erosions in in, in high detail and then we looked uh, after one year of treatment with uh, jack inhibition and checked these um, uh, bones again and there was a clear um, uh, evidence for repair in both of the patient uh, which is uh, reflected by that you start to form a new cortical bone so basically an erosion is a break of the cortical bone close to the joint, which you can see. And it's big enough, you see an X-ray, but obviously you see it much better in a CT. And when you basically re-examine uh, these, the same joint after one year of check, check inhibitor, inhibitor therapy, you see that the cortical bone is repaired, at least in part. It's not completely healed, but it's repaired. So you basically see a new cortical shell, which is formed um, uh, during check inhibitor therapy which reflects, in a way, the effect on fostering of osteoblasts because you need, for recortication of bone, you need actually to form osteoblasts, otherwise you would not see, actually, uh, new mineral deposition because mineral deposition requires that osteoblasts form bone matrix, and then you can you can basically deposit mineral, and then you see, basically, a repair of an erosion. Excellent.
0: And when you look uh, clinically in the x-ray studies with the jack and across the board, the differences in the improvement from placebo or methotrexate between the TNFs and the JACs seem to be about the same, but the TNFs must work in a very different way.
1: Yeah, TNFs, um, TNFs are primarily inhibiting uh, bone erosion, so inhibiting osteoclasts. So what a TNF an anti-TNF uh, antibody or a soluble receptor is doing, it inhibits the exaggerated osteoclast formation in a joint, and therefore erosions are basically arrested. So, so what um, we have shown also recently that when you compare the effect of an anti-TNF and an IL-6 receptor blocker on joints, you see basically an arrest of bone erosion in the anti-TNF, but you see some evidence of repair in anti-IL-6 receptor blocker. So the JAK inhibitor acts like a very um, effective uh, JAK-IL-6 blocker as well in in, in rheumatoid. And therefore, it's quite interesting that similar effects are seen in IL-6 blockade and in JAK uh, inhibition, that there is evidence for repair. In the X-ray, I should say that the X-ray has not designed... Uh, how we score X-rays and uh, and also the sensitivity of X-rays, not designed to look for repair. Uh, At best, you can say that there is an arrest of a progression of X-ray erosions or joint space narrowing, but it's not designed to detect for repair. So for detection of repair, you need more sensitive uh, measures, and uh, this is um, ideally accomplished by by CT. Excellent.
0: And the The joint space narrowing, I've never been sure if that's direct pressure of PANIS or PANIS just releases matrix metalloproteinase and things to destroy cartilage. Any comment on joint space narrowing in your studies?
1: No, we didn't look at joint space narrowing in this study, uh, but we will look at joint space narrowing in a follow-up study with more patients treated with check inhibitors, so we will what you can do you can look at joint space narrowing also in the CT so um like in the x-ray and uh, and one will see whether there is also a an effect on joint space narrowing we we know that there is an effect on joint space narrowing from the x-ray studies but uh we of course we don't we would not we would not expect that uh, there is a regeneration of the cartilage necessarily because this effect is more related to osteoblast differentiation rather than to, to cartilage repair, which is much more difficult to accomplish, obviously. As you said, cartilage repair or cartilage damage in rheumatoid is quite different from, from bone damage because cartilage damage is accomplished by the generation of matrix metalloproteinases, which are enzymes degrading cartilage matrix, and they are produced mostly by uh, synovial fibroblasts but also by neutrophils, uh, populating the, uh, the, the, the synovial fluid. So these cells contribute to matrix uh, enzyme production and uh, ultimately degrade the cartilage. So so cartilage damage, I think, is best controlled by, uh, by best control of inflammation uh, in rheumatoid arthritis, which is obviously also the case with the JAK inhibitor, the control of not only bone but also inflammation.
0: And... Um do you think that even though this model is almost like a rheumatoid model that you'll be able to pick a difference in the psoriatic arthritis patients who have bone osteoproliferation as well as erosion in the same hand if you like do you think um that proliferation and the osteoblast action will be increased in the PSA group
1: yeah that's hard to say we did not do we did not study that uh, I would think that um, with respect to the erosion, uh, similar effects would be probably happen in psoriatic arthritis because pathophysiology of erosion in RA and PSA are pretty similar. So one would, would think that an increase um, of osteoblast uh, function would also happen with check inhibition in PSA and that would lead to a partial repair of, of uh, existing erosions. Whether this would happen adverse effect on the formation of enthesiophytes. We obviously don't know, but uh, that's not a, um, an, a no-brainer, if you want, uh, because um, at the end, an formation is functionally pretty different from a repair of bone. Uh, so I would not automatically think that a drug which stimulates osteoblast function would also stimulate uh, uh, in enhanced emphyseophyte formation. So this is up to um, to to be tested. I think these data will be available in the future. Uh, and um, as I said, I would think erosion behaviour would be probably similar in PSA. And one need would need to show that it does not actually uh, worsen the uh, emphyseophyte formation, which is obviously also important for function in PSA patients.
0: Right. And um, romisodiumab is coming... Any words on the sclerostin pathway in some of your studies?
1: Yeah, we did not we did not formally look at sclerostin because sclerostin is a is a protein which is uh, very specifically expressed in osteocytes in the terminally differentiated osteoblasts. So, uh, jack inhibition actually um, interferes uh, earlier in the differentiation of mesenchymal precursors into osteoblasts. So it it actually affects uh, the expression of genes which determine that a a cell becomes an osteoblast. Whereas sclerostin is much later when a cell has acquired the osteoblast status and then actually is entrapped in the bone and becomes an osteocyte. Then sclerostin becomes very important. Uh, Sclerostin, as you know, is a very powerful inhibitor of, of, uh, of bone formation. Uh, and um, at the moment, we don't know actually how uh, 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 JAX are regulating a sclerostin. Um, uh, we uh, uh, this study also eh? that, that it's happening much earlier in the differentiation.
0: Okay, well um, you've got a lot of work to do because there's a lot of interest in uh, all these different aspects of, of your study. Can you just give us some take-home messages for the clinician? what they should now start to think about the effect of JAX inhibition on the jak pathway, um, bone formation, bone erosion.
1: Yeah, I would say the study shows very nicely that, that, that JAK inhibitors are beneficial for bone. Um, um, they can, uh, by um, in, improving repair, so I think repair will become an interesting aspect of rheumatoid arthritis and probably psoriatic arthritis uh, that you don't consider damage as a, um, as a condition which is uh, everlasting, but you can also affect damage to, uh, with partial repair. So it, uh, it fosters actually the use, I think, of JAK inhibitors in diseases like rheumatoid arthritis. We also may uh, see future data on uh, osteoporosis. Uh, so, as you know, osteoporosis is an important uh, um, extra-articular manifestation of uh, rheumatoid arthritis. Um, and uh, one hopes that uh, the effect of check inhibitors are also improving osteoporosis in RA patients, which are um, known to go along with an increased fracture risk.
0: Super. So- Um, We thank you again very much for your time, Professor Shett, and for your very uh, interesting paper. Um, This has been the CSF Author Interview Podcast. If you'd like to know more about this paper and others uploaded to the CSF website this month, including detailed slide sets that are available in the publication section for download, uh, just go to cytokinesignalling.com. Please subscribe to this podcast on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts from and give us some feedback and let us know what you think. Thank you so much, Gil, for a very, very interesting uh, area. And uh, the future looks bright for uh, trying to uh, improve bone formation, which is going to be so helpful for erosion repair and trying to treat the osteoporosis in particularly our rheumatoid patients. Thank you very much.